welcome to another mini episode of Heel Section. I am excited to bring uh, forth a little thing that uh, I thought might be cool, which is my partner, Mike Stallings, and I would watch a former glorious moment in WWE slash WWF history, and we just kind of walk you through it. You could watch along with us. We'll tell you the exact moment you can go ahead and play along. But, uh, I mean, these are moments that shaped our childhood, shaped our memory of the company. And, uh, Mike, do you know which one I'm going to be presenting for us? Only because it says on my screen, the one, two, three kid scores a huge upset victory over Reza Ramon. Now, when's the last time you remember watching this? Oh, man. I probably watched it a lot. Well, the last time I saw it was on Raw 20. Did they even mention it on Raw 25? I think they might have shown, like, a quick clip of it that just flew by in the number of clips they put up from that nostalgia trip. Well, I haven't watched it in detail, so since I've seen it live then, I guess. Okay. All so I really detail, remember though. is him running off with the money. No, not in detail, no. Interesting. Because I, I have vivid memories of seeing this and thinking of the jobber math of, well, this guy's not going to win, right? I legitimately didn't think that X-Pac or Sean would have a chance in this because none of us really know who he was at the time. So I think it's interesting now, after the fact, we go back and we watch a match like this, knowing what we know, knowing that he now has a podcast that breaks down elements of it. And, you know, being familiar with his work in other ways because, you know... Who would have ever predicted this kid was going to have a porn? I didn't. I didn't even think we were smart enough to like fantasy book that back then. That wasn't even like a thing. No, because they they were expected to lose. That's the whole point of being a jobber, right? Well, they had money involved. I mean, as if you know, they put any stipulation over that. You're like, okay, the stipulation is <laughs> going to go over for sure. But Absolutely. I mean, how I was what maybe like fourteen, fifteen. Jesus, dude. No, yeah, 16, no, 16, 17. What year was that? I think it was 93. Hey. Yeah, I was probably third. I was probably a freshman in high school. Okay, so what I'm going to do now is I'm going to play it. We, of course, cannot play the music, but if you are looking to play along with us, you would press play right now. Now. All right. So first things first, in this uh, very edited version that's on YouTube from the WWE channel itself on YouTube there, it uh, starts with Razor going ahead and toothpicking and just throwing this kid straight over to the turnbuckle with no regard of anything, especially for his chest hair, which at that time, uh, still very impressive. Yes, no? Look at the machismo. The machismo, just dude. Just machismo. And it, you know, you didn't really know that it would be a mullet off, but that is an aspect of this as well. But that was acceptable back then, right? Yep. Is it interesting to see the ICO Pro side? Uh, you stole, you just stole the thought right out of my head. Dude. <laughs> the, some of this was, is Razor on the juice? Yeah, and I love – one of my favorite things to do during any old match is uh, look at the crowd. And there was a dude who was doing the Razor Ramon uh, finishing move already. Now, see, here's an interesting thing. Right now, Razor Ramon is doing an abdominal stretch, which is very close to being a twister for those of you who are uh, any kind of jiu-jitsu practitioners. Uh, he swats him away. There's some very angry talk between Razor and the ref. The kid's selling yeah. very well. How high his leg got up on the abdominal stretch? Absolutely, dude. I mean, he's been working what on his fitness. What is that? Uh, the fall the, away the hip, slam. Jesus. Hip abductor. 
Oh, with one armed, even look at that. He's just crying. I mean, dude. this was honestly, you know, you couldn't get better. The Razor Ramon connected with, I think, just about every person at this era. I remember being very angry when he wasn't like Intercontinental Champion because I was like, he should be that even more. And then when he didn't win a world title, it was like, oh, that just seems rude. What do you mean it connect- he connected with you? Like you totally identify with the Scarface Miami character? Well, hold on. Like, We're getting to the finish because we can't talk over this. Here we, we go. Moonsault and – Moonsault catches him perfectly, kicking his feet. He's swimming. He's paddling. Oh, and it's – oh, did he win? Kid, like, after confused. this victory, oh, the kid on? was given the nickname 1, 2, 3, I've never kid. been over before. <laughs> and the, the run into like. the oh, crowd is gone. amazing. Now Razor is throwing the world's best tantrum – also a little nod oh, to the warrior with a tantrum there. No snow angel into the into the mat, all about Christian. When we finish the actual moment, and then it's coming up on the end of the video right here, but I'm gonna go back and I'm gonna signal to you, I think, my favorite part. Not with Vince getting mad and uh, insulted that Razor would come over, but I'm just gonna point out when I say I like to crowd watch, Mike, I want you to describe the person who I'm going to be circling, uh, because people are just listening to this. In the crowd. So again, Razor's still running around, super angry. Who is this person who is has their hands up on the side of Razor Ramon and is just cheering like they won the lottery themselves? What is he looking at? I don't know, but he turns away from Razor Ramon as to look at somebody in the crowd as if they didn't get seated together and he's in a different section like, hey, he did it. I, you know what I want to yeah, do? He's genuinely pumped for that. Raw 25 should have been free tickets to everybody in this audience and where they are right now. And where are they now? That's what I want well, to Well, look at you. You're pointing out that the Razor Ramon and 123Kid had mullets. Look at this mullet-filled crowd. <laughs> well, look at What's refreshing about there's no signs, there's mm-hmm. no cell phones. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody's looking at the ring. I mean, where is this? How prehistoric is this? <laughs> <laughs> I want to say that th- this was one of those moments. The reason I picked this is we were going through uh, the whole WWE 25. And when they did show this clip or when somebody asks what your favorite moment of uh, WWE Raw ever was, this has to be up there for me because of the genuine surprise I had of saying, I don't know that wrestling will ever surprise me like this in this way. They can't do that anymore. That's the pinnacle of jobber goes over. I just want you to look real quick on your free screen in the bottom of the left okay. where the WWE logo yeah. is. What is that despair? It looks like somebody photoshopped Carlton. Yeah, I think it's go- it's definitely – it's not Carlton, but it's definitely is like – Is that a person? I think it's Mini Webster. So what they did is they took Emmanuel Lewis and they made him even smaller and more compact. Okay. And they time-traveled Either and put that- him there. Or the dude standing behind him is a giant. Yeah. I think the dude is like definitely Samoan behind him. But this is at 221 if you guys are looking for a still shot. And I want to point out something here. There's a kid kind of wearing a green, like a white shirt with a little green tint to it. It looks like it's maybe like a John Cena fan that just terminated at the wrong time. Like they, they traveled back to the wrong era. They're like, I guess I'm just here now. He's got the matching hat. That's Yeah, that's how you know that people are traveling from different dimensions. He's in full Cena gear. You can't see his jorts. He's for sure wearing jorts. 
Anyway, guys, uh, that, I thought that would be a fun match to go ahead and rewatch. Um, I will say that was the significance to me was it was one of those matches. It's unforgettable. It featured two people who would play prominently in the role of not only WWF at the time, but then WCW and now even WWE. Um, but I, I feel it's a cool thing to go back and watch those. If you guys have matches that you'd like to see us watch and commentate on, we're more than happy to do so. Uh, you go ahead and hit us up at Heel Section on all of the social media. Um, you can also go to HeelSection.com, find us on there, all that sort of stuff to find other episodes that you guys may enjoy. But we hope that you enjoyed this bonus episode of a podcast we know and love so much. Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll see you guys very soon. Is that a black mullet? Don't you can't call them black mullets. I don't think that's a thing. Uh, hashtag, no hashtag. One sweet meat. Hey, what's up, everybody? Raph here. I just wanted to remind you guys we have a brand new episode of Heel Section coming out tomorrow. It's a full length episode, so be prepared for that. Carve out some of your very important lunch break time. Or listen to it during work and pretend like you're doing that. But we have an amazing guest. It's a superb interview with one Jake Atlas from Santino Brothers. was recently just named the uh, SoCal Uncensored Rookie of the Year. I think you guys are going to love this upcoming episode. So be sure to look out for that. You can go to HeelSection.com. You can find us at HeelSection on iTunes. And then on, I believe, the Instagram we are Real Hill Section, as well as on Twitter. So follow us, give us your input, and uh, tell us what match we should be watching next, guys. For cereals. We might just do it. Have a good day, guys. guess.